Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. This is the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Every year, I guess this is the third year, so we're going to keep the tradition going. Every year, we're going to try to do something a little bit different for the Christmas time, for the holidays. It's a little bit uh, kind of a different kind of episode. And this year, I've taken a different approach. I thought I would kind of do a couple of things at the same time. First, I wanted to continue having that Christmas episode. But I also wanted to talk about, or at least respond, to one of the questions I get by far most often, which is, who are these other students that you went to Quebec and studied with? Like, obviously, not everybody's moving to Quebec in order to try to connect with their family heritage because they have a podcast. So what are the other reasons? Why are all these other students there in the city trying to learn French the same as you were trying to learn French? Terrific question. I figured... I could do an episode where I presented some of those answers to you while at the same time getting some fun Christmas stories. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to a bunch of the people I went to Quebec and studied with, which is way, way fun. So we're going to get different stories. First of all, there's a couple of people. It was tough, obviously, during the holiday time, especially. It was tough coordinating some schedules. So unfortunately, I got... I get classmates from, you know, England, Ecuador, China, Belgium. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to get those stories. Also another one from British Columbia, the Canadian province of British Columbia. But I was able to talk, and I think really you guys are going to enjoy some of these stories for sure, with a couple of classmates from different provinces in Canada. I get a couple from Ontario, one from Alberta, as well as classmates from a number of different countries to get their take on Christmas. So Mexico, Bahamas, we got a story from Switzerland, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Colombia, Australia, and all these people are gonna be talking about what Christmas is, you know, where they're from. So I asked everybody the same question, you know, where you're from, why are you in Quebec studying French? And tell me some kind of Christmas or holiday story, uh, either from your family or from the region where you're from. So that's where we're going to get for this week's episode. So it's a little bit different. I think it was pretty fun for me. I mean, I think, as with most things in life, I think it's definitely true of the jobs I've had. But I think in most things in life, what makes an experience good or not as good is not so much what you're doing, but who you're doing it with. And that is 100% true for me with this trip to Quebec, 100% true. This is by far the coolest thing I have ever done in my life, the six months I spent in Quebec. And the biggest reason for that is because I got to do it with some amazing, amazing, amazing people, super interesting people, people I'm going to try real hard to keep in touch with. And I am, <laughs> you can tell, hopefully, but I'm pretty excited to be able to uh, introduce you guys to some of the people that I spent my time with between April and October. Very, very fun. Here is the news Christmas episode for 2021. Joining us now is another one of my classmates from Quebec, friend of mine, Claudia 
Formi Claudia. Please pronounce your last name because I know I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> My last name is Fulmi. Fulmi. All right, Claudia. Well, thank you for joining the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. Where are you from? I'm from Switzerland, near Zurich. Okay. And somebody from Switzerland, a lot of people just assume, I think, when they hear Switzerland, that that person, because we don't really know here in the States, that that person probably speaks French. So why are you in Quebec learning how to speak French? Because my mother tongue is Swiss German, so German. And yes, we had English and French in school, but my French wasn't that good in school times. So I think a lot of people can see that. <laughs> Because of that, I said, good, I go to Canada. And I first I made English and um, worked also in the English part of Canada. And uh, later on, at the end of my stay, um, time in Canada, I moved over to Quebec and made three months of French school there. Awesome. Very cool. And can you give us kind of a story, a little idea of what the holiday time is like in the Swiss-German part of Switzerland? The holidays are really a lot about the family by us so that's the most important part it's when I see what I see in television about the American one it's not that much of glamorous or over killing <laughs> colors it's mostly always being around two colors in each family and um, they can be a little bit different for each and for example for me on Christmas Day, not Santa Claus brings the presents. It's the Christmas child who brings the Christmas the child. All right, who's this so guy? So it's a little angel who comes to us <laughs> and brings us the presents. And that's not on the evening when you're in the church. For us, the Christmas child comes overnight from the 24th to the 25th of December and lays them down. And yeah, that's how it is for us. But something similar we have as well. So on the 6th of December, we have St. Nicholas. And okay. there you get a little, there comes the man in his red cape with his <laughs> helper who is completely black because he needed to clean out the fireplace before. Okay. And his uh, donkey. <laughs> and they come and uh, you need to tell, the, uh, he comes to you and says, did you been a good child this year? And how did you been? And of course, as a child, you're there, oh, help me. <laughs> and uh, because the rumors are, he takes you in his big um, sack that he has with him yeah. and uh, takes you with you when you didn't be nice. Otherwise, you get chocolate, nuts, and treats. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so you have a Santa Claus type guy who shows up on the sixth with another dude who sweeps the chimneys and a donkey. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> that's amazing well that is a way fun christmas time tradition that we certainly do not have here so that is awesome thank you so much claudia appreciate you joining us no problem all right so i'm joined with another one of my classmates from my time up in quebec somebody's going to offer quite a bit different perspective on the winter holidays than i'm used to for sure matthew son thank you so much for joining the podcast yes jesse well thanks for having me now where are you from um, so I'm from the Bahamas. Um, I was born there. I grew up in the Bahamas when I was 16. So actually 10 years ago, I moved to Canada. And that was the first time I had a, a winter Christmas. Um, actually, well, I moved in, uh, yeah, December 28th. So I just missed the Christmas. But my first time, you know, spending a full winter in my life. That's awesome. So why study French in Quebec? How'd that come about? Um, so 
basically in the Bahamas, there's not really a good university. Um, once you finish high school, most people go to the United States or they go to Canada for school. Uh, my dad remarried a Quebecois, so he was living in Quebec. So it just made sense for me to you know, go live with him. And then I went to school in Sherbrooke. It's actually a small town between Montreal and Quebec City. I uh, went to English school there. So that's why I came to Quebec. Very fun. And you got to let us know. Obviously, I'm guessing you did a lot less sledding. What is the Christmas holiday time like in the Bahamas? So in, in the Bahamas, we have our white Christmas. It's just not snow. It's uh, a nice sandy beach. So, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So what, what, my, what me and my mom did, we would open our presents on the 25th in the morning, Christmas morning. And then everyone would take their toys, their presents, and we would all go to the beach. And, you know, everyone from school, everyone from work, just everyone's at the beach having a barbecue, playing with their toys. And we just spend the entire time on a nice white sandy beach. That is tremendous. Certainly a very, very different than what I'm accustomed to up here in New England. So very awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for the time, Matthew. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny though because uh, even in the Bahamas when they have Christmas movies, they're all they're all full of white snow. They're all you know. Oh really? Typical, yeah, the typical movies you see, you know, with um, Elf and the the Christmas trees, and yeah. So even our in our heads, we have this idea of wanting to spend a, a snowy Christmas. So a lot of us try to you know go up north for for Christmas, whereas you guys go down south for Christmas. So there's that that mismatch. And do you do you have trees? Um, so Christmas ironically, trees? we do. Yes, we actually import them from Quebec. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a they're story. really expensive. They're really expensive, but we do we do set up a Christmas tree and we decorate them, um, just like how people would here in or in the states or in Canada. That's awesome, Matthew. That's a fun story. Thank you much, sir. Thank you, Jesse. All right, joining us now, another one of my classmates from my time up in Quebec, Yun Yuan. Thank you so much for joining us there. Joe, where are you from? I am from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Pretty simple. <laughs> Why yeah. did you go to Quebec to learn French? I went there to improve my French skills before I headed into a bilingual program, which I'm currently in. So my hope was just to get better at socializing with other people. So maybe when I enter university, I can actually talk to friends, you meet new friends, um, talk to my professors and understand the material. Gotcha. So you were starting college, university for the very first time, entering into a program that's taught in both languages. Is that that's uh, the deal? Yeah, I was hoping it was in both languages, but so far it's only been in French. So <laughs> okay, lots of steep learning curve. <laughs> very cool. All right. Well, do you have any fun stories, tradition at all from the Christmas, New Year's, winter, and holiday time? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I have a pretty big family here in Edmonton. So I got like uncles, aunts. So every single year for Christmas, we, we meet up at my uncle's acreage. Nice. Um, we do the classic present opening and all that. Um, but afterwards, we have a little fun like sled race. But it's a little bit different. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit different. It's not just going down a hill. It sounds a little stupid, actually. Uh, so basically, we tie up a sled to the back of an ATV. <laughs> and... <Okay. laughs> Well, beforehand, actually, sorry, we make tracks and we make ramps. And uh, well, basically, sure. we just have one dedicated driver. So we have three ATVs. We have one uh, dedicated driver for each ATV and one rider at the back of the sled. And basically, we see who can stay on the sled longest. And these are ATVs going at like 
60 kilometers per hour. So. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody gets injured during this festivity. Oh, no, people do, but we have like full, um, <laughs> like, we have like not biking helmets, but like motorcycle helmets on. And uh, yeah, we have full gear on. That is hilarious. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us there. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Okay, so we're here with our next guest for our Christmas special. This one's going to be way, way fun. Very different. You're going to probably see that this accent is dissimilar to some of the accents that we've had so far on this episode. Joining me now is a friend of mine from Quebec, Alex Seagard. Thank you so much for talking to us, Alex. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So <laughs> if people couldn't tell from the intro, when you started talking, where are you from? I am from Australia. There's not too many of us over Eastern Canada way. There's a lot of us over the West. Um, actually, COVID, though, has definitely reduced our numbers. I will say that. <laughs> I can imagine. So what is someone from Australia doing in Quebec City learning how to speak French? That's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. It's a long, it's a long story. The short version it. is I got stuck here because of COVID. Stuck's probably not the right word because I actually love <laughs> I love Quebec City, um, but I am an international humanitarian law consultant, uh, which is laws of armed conflict. I give advice on, you know, how to play by the rules in a conflict setting. And some of my clients are non-government organisations that are based mostly in Europe. And of course, if you're in Europe, one of the working languages is French. So given the COVID situation, given that we can't travel extensively I thought I'd take it upon myself to learn French uh it was a, it was a huge it was a huge step it was very ambitious of me because I can't even speak English properly speak <laughs> Australian we butcher that language as it is so it's been somewhat of a journey I'll put it that way uh this is how many times have I attempted French this is probably my third attempt at French awesome uh, but I'm getting I'm I'm getting better I'm getting better I can understand a lot more which is I mean that's half the battle isn't it so yeah, that's me. That's why I'm here. That's I thought take advantage of the fact you're in Eastern Canada, that they've got French speaking, a French speaking province here um, and try to get your head around this language that I basically need for work. That is so cool. I mean, I've said before a bunch of times that obviously the trip to Canada was amazing, but what made it special for me and the coolest thing I've ever done is I met just some incredibly smart, super interesting people there. And just telling your story is a perfect example of feeling incredibly fortunate for the people I've been able to meet through this whole project. But I would like you to tell us if you could about Christmas down in Australia. I'm guessing probably less sledding than I grew up with. <laughs> Christmas down under is so different to Christmas here. I mean, I probably should start by flipping it and, and saying how bizarre it is to do a white Christmas <laughs> it is so bizarre so last year was my first white Christmas which I did in Vancouver um actually at Whistler which was phenomenal it was absolutely phenomenal um and you know what some of the Christmas traditions start to make a lot more sense when you're in the northern hemisphere and it's actually cold I bet, I bet they so do. it was just amazing for me it was magical but yes it was down under very different story uh, obviously it's sort of hitting peak summer by the time 25 December rolls around. So a lot of the, I guess, a lot of the food choices and things like that, that we have in the Northern hemisphere, they don't really fly down under because it's way too hot to be eating a full roast meal and um, all the trimmings. So sure. particularly in Australia, 
we have, um, it's quite common for our Christmas day, Christmas evening meals to consist of lots of barbecues, lots of seafood, lots of really fresh produce. We do do the traditional Christmas dinner, you know, like the English version with the roasted ham and okay. the turkey and things like that. Um, sure. But we often do it and have it eat it cold because you're, you're sweating. You're sweating. <laughs> That's so wild. You're eating a hot meal while you're also sweating. <laughs> Very cool. That is certainly quite different than I grew up with, for sure. Absolutely. It is. I mean, it's it's definitely an experience, and I would recommend you've got to do it once in your lifetime, right? You've got to experience what Christmas is like um, in the Southern Hemisphere because it's a lot of fun. We do lots of you have beautiful weather and you've got beaches and things like that. So there's always an afternoon game of cricket or some kind of board game or some sort of outdoor sport activity because you can take advantage of this incredible weather. But yeah, the whole time you're probably sweating your balls off. So <laughs> be mindful of that. Christmas in the middle of summer. No, that's awesome. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining. That's very, very fun. Appreciate it. You're most welcome. I appreciate it. Take care. Je suis maintenant rejoint par une autre camarade de classe et ami, Elon, qui a organisé l'incroyable voyage à Sherbrooke pour voir Radio Radio. Dorian Pelka. Dorian, merci beaucoup. Ah, je vous en prie. Now, d'où tu viens? Um, bon, je viens d'une ville qui s'appelle Coburg, en Ontario, au Canada. Parfait. Et pourquoi tu as étudié le français à Québec? En tant qu'enseignant de la langue française, j'apprends à mes élèves à propos des uh, communautés francophones au Canada. Et um, Québec étant une de mes villes préférées, j'ai décidé de passer mon été là-bas afin d'accumuler de des ressources pour mon travail à partir de mes vécus dans cette ville formidable. En fait, um, L'été dernier était ma quatrième visite à la ville de Québec, donc euh, je suis tombé sous le charme de cette ville qui a une, une culture très enrichissante avec des gens merveilleux. Uh, tu as une histoire amusante de Noël ou des fêtes de fin d'année de ta famille ou de ta région? Uh, oui, en fait, um, le côté de ma mère est polonaise et nous célébrions une tradition catholique. À l'occasion de la veille de Noël, ma, ma famille partage une tradition nommée Oplatek. Um, donc, chaque membre de ma famille partage un pain sec à une autre en formulant trois vœux à la personne qui le reçoit. L'activité termine quand le tour est fait. Ouh. Oui, c'est tout. Oui, c'est tout. Merci, Dorian. Merci beaucoup. Um, Jesse, merci de m'avoir invité sur votre émission et, uh, et joyeux Noël. Yeah, et toi aussi. Avec moi maintenant, je suis, je suis très heureux parce qu'avec moi, c'est une amie, une camarade de classe de Québec. John Varela, John, merci beaucoup. Avec plaisir. <laughs> <laughs> Now, tu viens d'où? Oui, eh, je suis colombien. 
Oui. J'ai arrivé à Québec pour apprendre la langue française. Oui. Et j'ai tout français pour, pour eh, émigrer au Canada. Oui. Oui. Pour émigrer au Canada. J'ai atteint un process de, de travail. Oui. So, tu, tu veux rester au Québec pour maintenant? Eh, oui, j'adore Québec. Québec, c'est <laughs> très bon. <laughs> c'est très bon pour moi. Yeah, je comprends. OK, so, tu as une histoire amusante de Noël, peut-être, ou de fêtes, de fin d'année, de ta famille ou de ta région de Colombie? Eh, oui, eh, la, tra la tradition de la Colombie, c'est... Beaucoup de fêtes, <laughs> beaucoup, de, oui. Oui, beaucoup de alcool pour <laughs> partager avec mon ami, partager avec la famille, oui. beaucoup de cadeaux, oui. oh, oui. cadeaux pour, pour la famille. Oui, C'est très, très spécial la, la fête de Noël pour, dans la Colombie. Oui. Excellent. Parfait. Merci beaucoup, John. No. <laughs> Bonjour, je suis ici avec mon ami et ma camarade de classe quand j'étais à Québec, Dorina Salise. Merci beaucoup et bienvenue sur la balado French-Canadian Legacy. <laughs> Salut à tous, merci beaucoup ici pour l'invitation de participer à ce podcast. Très fun. S'il te plaît, dites-nous, tout vient d'où? Ok, je viens de Mexique et je suis mexicaine j'habite à la ville de Mexique et, et voilà, je travaille dans, en médecine et aussi je fais la consultation pour la psychothérapie sexuelle. <rire> pourquoi tu étudies le français à Québec? Oh, pourquoi tu habites à Québec et pourquoi tu étudies le français à Québec? Ok. Euh, bon, je pense que je suis ici pour l'amour. Pour l'amour. Pour l'amour euh, d'une personne, parce que je connais cette euh, personne au Mexique. Il vient de Québec, c'est mon mari. Mon mari est né à, à Trois-Rivières, pardon, pardon, à Trois-Fertmines. Et il a travaillé à l'Université nationale du Mexique. Alors, il est astronome et il m'a pas mal parlé euh, au sujet des étoiles et galaxies. Et en bref, je suis tombée amoureuse. Parfait. Génial. OK. Et tu as une histoire amusante de Noël au Mexique? Oui, oui. Nous avons une tradition très particulière. Et... Okay. Uh, avant de la Navidad, c'est-à-dire la fête de Noël, en espagnol c'est dit Navidad, nous avons neuf courtes fêtes appelées posadas. Neuf. Ok. Avant. Okay. Oui, oui. <rire> Les posadas sont une série de festivités organisées depuis de la époque coloniale, son origine et de nature religieuse. On y représente le pèlerinage de Joseph et de Marie en route vers Bethlehem, 
Depuis la fin du XVIIIe siècle, ça fait une partie de la culture populaire. Car elles sont organisées en famille, entre amis ou entre camarades de travail. Alors c'est difficile de faire un régime pendant le mois de décembre, tu comprends, parce que la, la plus partie des Mexicains gagnent les poids. <rire> oui, aussi, euh, cependant, il y a aussi la théorie selon laquelle les posadas représentent les fêtes de Saturnalia, qui, durant l'Antiquité nice. romaine, sure. ces fêtes se déroulaient une semaine avant les sorties d'hiver, c'est-à-dire du 15 au 23 décembre, où on y célébrait les dieux Saturn. Elle était accompagnée des grandes réjouissances populaires. Alors, c'est une tradition un peu, eh, beaucoup ancienne, non? Yeah, très et, et pas religieuse. Et la vérité, c'est qu'elles ne sont pas religieuses. <rire> c'est une, une, une célébration eh, pagane, de, sure. non? C'est yeah. <rire> cool, très différent pour moi. Merci, merci pour le temps. J'espère que tu passes de bonnes fêtes de fin d'année. Merci, Dorita. Très bonne. Merci à tous et salutations à tous tes amis, à tous les écoutants. Merci beaucoup. Et ton, ton mari aussi. Oui. <rire> Bien sûr. Merci. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.